Hello and welcome to a very special Oscar edition of the Swirl.ie podcast with me, Nigel Himporic. Hello. And for a very special guest appearance, Miss Ethna Shortall. Hello, Ethna. Yay. Um, so today's pod is all about the Academy Awards, which take place this Sunday night at 1am Irish time, or about 1.30am, um, which is 5pm local time in for all our Hollywood listeners. And we're just going to talk a little bit about the leading categories and some of our favourite memories from the past. But to get us in the mood, here's Elliot Smith. Um, from uh, back in the day when he had a song uh, nominated from Good Will Hunting but he lost to Celine Dion very sad story I think it had ramifications Johnny Walker sing the poison rain down the train to put Bad thoughts in my head. The tickets torn in half. Yeah, I should pause losing it to Celine Dion. Crap year to go up against it. It won 11 Oscars but was nominated for 14, I think. Titanic. Whereas uh, Lord of the Rings was nominated for 11 Oscars and won all 11. You just have full of trivias. We're, we're just doing trivia today? Yeah, I was looking it up last night and I was like, oh, that's interesting, but whatever. Okay. Did he kill himself because he lost? Um, no, so there was a movie that played at the first Fortnite festival um, in January. It wasn't very good. It was a very bad selection, really. Um, they passed up Patrick's Day, which, whatever you thought of Patrick's Day, um, it was a fantastic, you know, expose on mental health in Ireland. It's a perfect kind of thing for a mental health festival, but they opted not to have it. And instead they had this documentary, which is like a big celebration of Elliot Smith, but in a really lame way, let's not talk about any of the bad stuff. Yeah. Or mention... And you think his wife killed him? I think girlfriend at the time. Oh, yeah. girlfriend. Like, she was apparently in the shower while he stabbed himself in the heart twice. And... Girlfriend um, at the time? became a wife after yeah she married him dead. when he died yeah ah I see mm-hmm. that didn't actually happen it's legal in whatever state <laughs> you're messing now anyway sorry the, if anyone the, the clip we opened with there um, is possibly one of my favourite things and they allude to it a little bit in the uh, in the documentary just as being the moment where you know he kind of jumped the shark in a way and where he suddenly exploded and it made his sort of life a hell of a lot harder and that's exactly what the Oscars can kind of do to you and we've seen it over the years when Eminem was nominated it was a big weird boost for him remember and Glenn Hansard and he wasn't there and Glenn Hansard like so the song category is probably one of my favourite ones because it does get those outsider things and what better time then to start do you want to tell us what the song nominees are yeah Lana Del Rey is not in there that's all I remember Porks our guy uh, rustling through all the Results here that we've had faxed over from uh, the Ampass offices. Yeah. Okay. So, original song is Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie. Yet it got snubbed and it's not up for best thing. It's its only nomination, right? Mm. Gloria from Glory from Selma. Grateful from Beyond the Light. What's that? Uh, it's, it's some, I don't know. A very small independent film that I can't remember anything about. All right. I and just the title. I'm not gonna miss you from Glenn Campbell. I'll be me. What is that? Yeah, I want to bet Glenn Campbell. Yeah, yeah, Glenn Campbell. If he's there, will be quite. Uh... And then Lost Stars from Begin Again, which Begin is Again. Mus- the music, music in Begin Again was terrible. It's the film's main problem. I don't really like the music in that. I could, I just. I think was... Adam Levine is gonna actually sing on the night. But there was no song that like the Keira Knightley's character sang that you thought if you heard that you'd be like, we must make an album. You have to be a star. They're all totally mediocre, and the whole plot depends on the fact that you know this woman would be big and I just never thought thought the music was good enough 
I kind of thought it was good for Adam Levine though because he took the piss out of himself. They kind of ripped a part of him for most of the film and yeah. his whole style and genre. But um, so what's going to win? Everything is awesome. I think it'll be a thing. It will be everything is awesome because it got. Do Tegan and Sarah sing that? Yeah, maybe. Don't know. I think so. I don't know if they're performing on the night though. We don't have any info on who's performing on the night. We're just speculating. We're meant to have that information. Don't It'll probably be a very song and dance show with. Yeah. Is it Neil Patrick Harris presenting? Yes. Mm. But I still remember Sinead O'Connor was nominated for that uh, that film that song and Albert Knobs and even though it would have been logical oh, that yeah. she would have been there she just wasn't never invited so they can be funny with their musical selection so even though you would want all five of these songs to be nominated they might not that was when Sinead was having a very difficult uh, winter two years ago and um, with the it, snow was it not with the snow the with, with her own well being and it was a very you know public breakdown and everything and um, it would have been cool to have had her there anyway it didn't happen. Right, let's crack on to a big award. Let's go for Best Picture. So they've done the We're usual starting. thing. We've gone from song to right picture. Why not? Yeah. Uh, with nine films for Best Picture, which always kind of pisses me off because I'm like, who directed the Best Picture? Um, it's like a marketing scam just so people can put on their poster, oh, nominated for Best Picture. So we've got American Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood, Grand Budapest, Imitation Game, Selma, Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. <clears throat> Are you excited about that slate of films, Ethna? Um, some of them uh, Boyhood and Whiplash I loved I thought they were brilliant uh, Selma was utterly mediocre and that's the thing that kind of annoyed me about the controversy over Selma not getting certain nominations and like best director and stuff I don't think it's anything to do with racism the film's just not that good so um, and I don't think it should be there and American Snipers certainly shouldn't be there um, I'd like to see um, yeah Boyhood or Whiplash but would also be happy with Grand Budapest Hotel or Birdman, a theory of everything is just like such obvious Oscar fair, and the film was just never that good. Like it wasn't that involved. Imitation Game also kind of Oscar fair, but uh, a better movie, I thought. Theory of everything is that harrowing performance, you know, where he kind of makes himself, he transforms. Kind of, they love stuff like that, and I think it's why what picked up so many Baftas. But it's it, not that compelling a no. film. Like it's not, you know. It's very. Uh, sanitized mm. but same as Imitation Game Like the, it's interesting that the two of them are both about two British you know intellectual heroes if you like the and they're both perfectly nice films but I and, and I of course I got a really good review to Imitation Game but when you when I heard that then it was in in the like best films of the year like this is the ones you kind of flag bearing things you're kind of it, I don't know but it's Imitation just, Game had more than Theory of Everything like they're both kind of British films whatever about a, a, a man overcoming uh, adversity but the imitation game had that kind of charm that the king's speech had was it was there some the same director or something of or someone involved in the two of those no maybe who directed the king's speech maybe uh, directed the imitation game possibly no but you know there was some connection anyway and i i thought it kind of had a similar charm that the theory of everything didn't have mm. but the obvious to me the film that just i should not be there is american sniper and like i said it before but it's just it shows such a different um way of thinking between Europeans and Americans it's the Americans love it and it's the Europeans are sort of appalled by how black and white it is and then not everyone but for the most part it's you know? my dark horse to win best picture on the night really? and just oh, have God. everyone go oh. <clears throat> um I don't know it, I just wouldn't be surprised I think it would be there was a poll hilarious. and most Americans want Bradley Cooper to win best actor for American Sniper and Ruth Reese Witherspoon for best actress for a while it's, they've got like 40% of the vote each 
I reckon right. thankfully Bird... it's not the MTV yes. awards that are just a public vote so. I think Birdman will get best picture and then they'll give Richard uh, Linklater the best director I think someone was kind of saying imagine. though that because it's really old the people who vote for it and stuff um, that they don't really care about boyhood they're not kind of enamoured with yeah, the 12 that, years that's and why the, um... I think the director thing because the gimmick part is going to divide people and some people think the gimmick's a really good thing and some people think that's stupid so I don't think they'll give it to the film but the amount of work that went into it they might give it yeah. to him but Birdman has the gimmick going for it in the directional sense I think yeah. they try and make it look like all one shot or the Grand Budapest maybe is possibly the best but it's too out there I think to win yeah. overall but yeah, I haven't really I think, checked the odds or stuff, but I still think it is. It's pretty much just between Birdman and Boyhood, isn't it? And American Sniper, maybe. According to you. We'll you see. go for that. But the theory of everything has swept up at, at the BAFTAs. So that yeah, kind of thing utterly, can lead utterly into utterly it. British. Like, I think, again, that's yeah. a different... But King's Speech did win in the and end. And Stephen so. Hawking was at the BAFTAs. Yeah, so. did you like his... I only saw half the BAFTAs, but did you like his um, presenting gig? It was very odd. It was very weird. Yeah. And I, I was, I was like, wait for the... people were with him. Oh yeah, like there was an Asian man sitting beside him and some other woman. I was like, who are these people? Mm. Anyway, um, yeah. So final prediction, Birdman. Birdman. And I'm also going Birdman, but I'm with the little asterisks for maybe American Sniper. But yeah. And the two of you loved Boyhood more than me, but I suppose. No, but it's not what I want to win. It's what I think yeah. I'll yeah. win. Like yeah. I want Boyhood or Whiplash to win, but. I'd be I'd happy with Birdman. Birdman. Maybe Graham Boone. You'd also be happy enough with Boyhood, to be fair. I'd be happy with anything but American Sniper. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. I just... Yeah. I keep saying it, but like I went back and I looked at 2011 and the list of films in there because I like to do this kind of thing. So Midnight in Paris, which I loved, Hugo, which I loved, Moneyball, The Tree of Life, uh, The Descendants, and The Artist. That's... I, I put them above nearly all in terms like I think I'll have affection for boyhood in years to come but I don't think I could say I have that same same kind of thing so okay anyway back to the archives so back uh, director why not because this is always as you say this is always the thing that for people who maybe don't work in the movie business it's kind of like well what really is the difference how come how can your film get director and not get uh, not get best picture because surely to Joe so and it's also that thing when you win best picture you see producers going up yeah. so like you see it was the Scott thing. Rudin and Har- Harvey Weinstein and all these you know they did it with um, Brad Pitt Brokeback so. Mountain where they gave Ang Lee the best director but they weren't yeah. going to award a gay cowboy film the best film so yeah. he got best director didn't he I think um, he did and Crash beat it yeah. so that scene is one of those uh turning like would you ever watch crash again yeah so that was uh 10 years ago that was 2005 just Uh, in case you're wondering anyway director Mm -hmm. i'm gonna tell gonna read them out for you go on pronounce their the birdman director uh old alejandro g as i call him he Uh, also has a surname so we've got boyhood richard link leader fox catcher for bennett miller grand budapest is wes anderson and imitation game is morton tildum I didn't know, right? Again, I kind of want Birdman to win for that. Boyhood, I think... I just... I'm not on board with the whole Boyhood thing. I think it's too much of a gimmick. I think he's not a good actor. Patricia Arquette is brilliant I, in it. I yeah. think... And I hope she... Like, I, I hope it's between her and Reese for best actor. We watched it actress. again last weekend. I did research for this uh, second viewing. and um, Of Boyhood. Of Boyhood, yeah. And I realised that... the. The three hours do feel like about an hour and a half and there's points where not a lot happens and there's some things that becomes more transparent like there are just three dickheads drunk 
partners in it who are more and more like obvious in it when you watch it the second time but it's it's really much more powerful he's better on a second it's, viewing you get you're more in tune maybe with his journey but or something just, but it's really subtle especially compared to like films like foxcatcher which is the epit- like it's just the very opposite of subtle or birdman not subtle at all it's a boyhood d- had that like nothing really happens in boyhood but that's what being a teenager is like you know nothing yeah. really happens but it seems like you it seems so, to you like the end of the world and by the time you're a year older you don't forget any of the drama from, or you forget all the drama out. from the previous year you know so i'd encourage you for between now and sunday maybe to give it a second viewing if you have three hours three to spare. hours to spare but from a directing do you not think the idea like let's say like the, the, tw- like the 12 years thing but like know, try and get creative it's very hard to put yourself back if you didn't know that it was directed over 12 years and it was the same co- actors and everything but you do have? know like that's going for it it's how a film is made like like the way that they can make Birdman look like one shot that's also going for it you know things aren't negative because they're gimmicks yeah but like if you didn't know that I, th- I think it's in everybody's conversation about it you know and if you take that out like I don't think the story like okay you're saying that's a strong point that it's you know it's never boring not a lot happens but it's not boring you know yeah it's like it's how i remember being a teenager i don't know i just i don't know i'm not i wish he had a one for bernie maybe perhaps no and um, i'm not a massive link leader fan Nigel's like the ultimate link leader fanboy yeah so i want him to win it's kind of like or grand budapest i'd actually love for wes anderson yeah wes anderson i can't see him getting oscar but yeah i would be totally happy like that was a beautifully directed film it's so uh, meticulous or something the biggest joke about boyhood though was it up for best screenplay or yeah. best like i'd love to read a screenplay from 1997 because he even acknowledged it that it, it varied every year so does that qualify as a screenplay if you're writing a scene a year mm. or sorry an act 12 or a yeah. part of it every year does that qualify it and then it's the script you submit at the end of the day so what do, you, what do you want to win and what do you think he'll win? Uh, I want Linklater to win and I think he will win. Okay. Although I would like same. these other people to have Oscars. Same, yeah. uh, ditto. I'm ha- I would be happy for Wes Anderson too, but yeah, I th- I'm want and think. I think they'll do the double bill of Birdman for film and director. It wasn't that good a film though. I mean, that doesn't mean they will No, but I think they will. So yeah. Alejandro González Inireto wins that director. Yeah. It's just tough was- confidence to say that name. That's all it took. Yeah, very good. Just needed the lead in. Here, uh, Nigel said he saw Citizen Four. So the other day we'll go on to documentary feature. We've got Citizen Four, Finding Vivian Meyer, uh, Last Days in Vietnam, The Salty of the Earth, and Virunga. What was Citizen Four like? What's it? What is it? Citizen Four is um, a documentary by uh, I can't remember the lady's name. She's made, it was the third part of her trilogy. Her name is Laura Potras. Poitras. Or Mathilde Bonifoy. Laura Poitras. So she's a documentary filmmaker who made it's the third part of a, tri- a self-styled trilogy uh, where part one was about Guantanamo Bay, part two, no, part one was about the Iraq invasion, part two was Guantanamo Bay, part three was this. So she came out herself and said after making the first film that she was added to a watch list. So anytime she went through customs, she oh. was subject to like an hour or two hours. So she hangs in the back. She's part of the whole thing because it's about um, Edward Snowden contacted her before she he was anyone. And um, so she then meets with him. She's one of the first people to meet um, him before he becomes one of the Where does she big meet names him? in America, or in, in Hong Kong, in oh, the okay. thing. So it's like it's it's like a spy film. Like you know, she relays the secure chats that they had, and he's like, "You will meet me in the hotel um, lobby. You will ask me um, what I think of, you know, what time the hours are, and then I will respond that I don't think it's great and all this, and then we'll go into a room and they'll start the film. So it's hilarious, like because she. Um, 
she's just a great personality to, to have done this because maybe not a personality but a great person because she's been affected by this watch list kind of thing and the NSA's work and she'd been filming all their secret data centers but then she was given this you know the ultimate gift of being made um, his uh, or getting him as, a, as the main source so um, it's fantastic uh, there's another journalist and another uh, a reporter from the Guardian, Ewan McGaskill, and there's a fantastic scene where he's there with this deep Scottish brogue talking to this guy. And he's like, "So, so I missed the beginning. What, what's your name?" And and Edward Snowden's saying like, "Oh, I'm I'm Ed Snowden. Snowden. How do you spell that?" And like, it's one of the it's it's remarkable to get it on film. Like this little the first interview of one of the most famous names okay. of 2000. And thirteen summer of two thousand thirteen to see him being introduced and his he knows like it's almost like he he's he almost comes across like this biblical character of like knowing he's making this huge sacrifice he's going to go to jail can never go to America and I think so I thought it was brilliant I think it's the favorite because um, the others are well, we've got three kind of unknowns in there and then well, the finding Vivian the earth is Wim Wenders um, so that's but do we know any like no, have I'm the having, others played I don't think so and Veronica because um, his last documentary film wasn't that him the, the one about Case God I was so bored I didn't thought it was it was terrible so uh, no that was Werner Herzog oh was that Werner okay, Herzog ah, when yeah, did yeah. Pina the dance film though oh yeah that was Werner Herzog who now makes cameos in, in Parks, Parks and Recreation and mm. absolutely the salt of the earth I've oh here it is 2014 I think once yeah. finding Vivian Meyer doesn't win we'd be happy no yeah I didn't see it this is a really weird I you know I like to pride myself on watching documentaries but they skipped the Roger Ebert documentary which I had in there and I just lo- I looked at the slate the only one I've seen there out. is Finding Vivian Meyer and I thought it was hugely morally problematic so I wouldn't want it to win anything are we going to uh, include this in our voting so uh, every year we bet on the Oscars probably all going to vote and for Citizen Four now because the money yeah she has a bit of a good winning record Win but when did we start it it's hardly 10 years is it, or is it? yeah it's more than 10 years because we, we, all, we, did we, thought, we thought it was 10 years last year okay it might be it was yeah, it was like a long time ago. I was trying to remember. Second year of college. Do you remember any of the winners? The Lord of the Rings year was no, 2004. No, second year of college because we did in Marie's house and she was still living at home because the following year we lived up in the flat. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been. this is our 11th year. I've been in association with Lord of the Rings sweeping the board at the first one that would have been watched. So it'll be great. Um, Ethan will be out of the country, but uh, Bork and I will be. We'll, 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 we'll do a video, live video link up. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah. So that's it. So, I mean, I've actually sold it now that Citizen Four is going to win. So maybe it's no point having it as part of a ballot slip. But I'd highly recommend it uh, if anyone we, hasn't we'll, seen we'll it. We'll go for it anyway. Um, I'm check the... And was one of the hardest yeah. films to watch. It's, it barely came out in the cinema and isn't available on demand anywhere, either through legal or illegal means. So, But The Lighthouse uh, had it, it for a couple of screenings. Think, is that what you're saying? It might be. In the last scene, they reveal that the whole thing... There's a hilarious scene at the end where they show this chain of command and the guy won't speak it and he puts it up on a piece of paper holds it up to the camera then tears it up tiny and you think he's going to swallow it um okay. anyway, very funny so we're going to take a clip now and then we'll move on to the actor actress supporting categories so first off we're going to hear marlon brando accepting for on the waterfront which he then famously snubbed the oscars and didn't accept the award for the godfather um and then Let's listen. yeah the winner is Marlon Brando's On the Waterfront. It's much heavier than I imagined. <laughs> I, uh, gosh, I had uh, something to say, and I can't remember what I was going to say for the life of me. Um, 
I don't think that ever in my life have, have so many people been so directly responsible for my being so very, very glad. It's a wonderful moment and a rare one, and I'm certainly indebted. Thank you. The winner is... Marlon Brando in The Godfather. Accepting the award for Marlon Brando and The Godfather, Miss Shashin Littlefeather. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you in a very long speech, which I cannot share with you presently because of time, but I will be glad to share with the press afterwards that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry, excuse me, and on television in movie reruns, and also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I beg at this time that I have not intruded upon this evening, and that we will, in the future, our hearts and our understandings will meet with love and generosity. Thank you on behalf of Marlon Brando. That was uh, two clips from 1955 and then 1973. Marlon Brando winning his two Oscars, but I don't know, technically, does he claim that second one? Um, having, yeah, he accepted it. Rejected it. I'm sure he did when he was, you know. Maybe the Native American sold it for guns. Um, thank you for that work. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, we should really, th these clips are freely available. The Oscars has a fantastic YouTube account and um, they upload all their favorite moments rather than having other people uploading them, which mm. works really, really well. Um, but they, the one for, on the, the 1955 one has Betty Davis in some of the most unusual. They're brilliant wee time capsules of fashion and style. Um, there's one later on with Winona Ryder presenting an award. I think it's the one that Al Pacino wins and she looks like Mickey Mouse. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, we'll put those up underneath the podcast. Um, speaking of actors. <laughs> speaking of actors. You don't get links like that on the radio. Uh, oh, for best leading actor. Oh, yeah. it is uh, Steve Carell for Foxcatcher. Oh, I put prosthetics on my face. Give me an award. Bradley Cooper, American Sniper. Uh, my beard is the only thing worth looking at. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Imitation Game. Okay, good. Michael Keaton, Birdman. Excellent. And Eddie Redmayne, The Theory of Everything. I, for obvious reasons, that film is also just looking for an Oscar. Oh. What do you think? Michael Keaton, I hope, um, for Birdman. I think it has to be. Yeah. Bradley, Redmayne could, Bradley is winning Cooper a lot. could be an yeah, odd could he get that? He, he is not a good actor. He's just not. He's, he's, he's never good great in, in Silver Linings Playbook. I, yeah, he's good enough. He's never great. He's not American he's certainly wasn't yeah. great There's enough. nothing about the performance that is in any way makes you think. He's, he's functional. Think he's a good he's comedic in this, actor. Like whatever the, yeah, but yeah. Where's the comedy in that film? Oh, no, in this. Yeah, yeah, this is not a best actor performance. No. Like whatever about Neither But like, is he not playing a blockhead? Like, not to be insulting to the dead man, but I don't think... Did he not portray him well? No. I think everyone has more can have nuance if you do it right, and he doesn't on okay. that character. Eddie, just, yeah. Steve yeah. Carell was very good. 
in it, but it's also very much just a very like I'll just keep it, really I'll just go. Yeah, really my real slow. problem with that exactly. If you look up the character he plays in Foxcatcher, who who's a, a a real man went crazy and killed people, but he um spoiler they make Steve. Well, it's also a true story, but uh, they make Steve Carell look like like uh, kind of hideous ogre. Like he has all these prosthetics on his face. Weird too. So I was thinking. You know, I, I was, when I was watching, I was like, why didn't they just get someone a bit uglier to play the part? And then I look up the real guy, and he doesn't look anything like that. So I have absolutely no idea why Steve Carell was playing the part, and why he put all that shit in his face, except that he thought he might get him an Oscar, because he makes himself look uglier. I have a picture of him here on my, uh, on my handset I mean, that I'm sharing. I mean, he's a man. He looks lovely. He looks yeah. So is that in the 1980s? Or so? Is he still in jail? Jean Elutier Dupont? Is that it? So anyway, I just, I just, there's something so cynical about that. Um, died in 2010. Sorry. Oh. So. Uh, yeah, I liked, like, I wanted Foxcatcher to be great, and I liked. Uh, uh, Channing Tatum. No, Mark that Ruffalo. Was it. Mark Ruffalo. I was like, what's that guy's name? Who's the Hulk? Um, but Steve Carell left me completely cold. I yeah, didn't Mark, feel any... Mark Ruffalo was the only thing in that film with warmth that I, you know, that you were drawn yeah. to. That you kind of woke up when they came on on uh, screen. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne is getting a lot of. He is, yeah, and the Brits are obviously pushing for him, like, um, as one of their own. But I don't know. Like to me, Michael Keaton is the only respectable choice there in that category. Mm. That doesn't mean. Of I'd be happy for Eddie Redmayne is thirty-two or something. So I think to have someone so young and like it was a physically demanding thing as well. And Michael Keaton's performance is so much is much more enjoyable because of context, knowing where he came from, and if you just showed it to t- like. But he's got charisma. There's just some. There's something special about him, you know, on screen. Mm-hmm. Made you think, why is he going on? It's. A, I think it's fifty-fifty between the two of them. Um, care to call it? Uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, I'll go Keaton as well, but yeah. Seeing Eddie, Eddie Redmayne, yeah. And we mm. all of our fingers crossed that Bradley don't so, win it. So, right, we'll go to actor in his part role before we take another clip for actress. Can, um, I, ta- can I play my uh, go for moment it. of Heath Ledger winning? So this is from uh, 2009's Oscars, where uh, Heath Ledger, who had died, won it for The Dark Knight. So this, this, was a, this was a deeply affecting kind of thing, because he was just starting to kind of turn the corner as, a, as an actor, become a very serious, well-respected thing. And then... Um, yeah, it all went wrong. So here we go. And the Oscar goes to Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight. Accepting the Oscar on behalf of Heath Ledger are his father, Kim Ledger, his mother, Sally Bell, and his sister, Kate Ledger. Heath, <clears throat> we both knew what you had created in The Joker was extraordinarily special and had even talked about being here on this very day. We really wish you were, but we proudly accept this award on behalf of your beautiful Matilda. Thank you. Okay, so actor in a supporting role, we've got Robert Duvall, the judge. No. Did anyone see that? No. Does anyone know anyone who's seen that? No. And yes, <laughs> there we go. That came out like last summer. No, what, it was, it was, was gone in a couple of weeks. Wasn't trivia. It? What was Robert Duvall's first film? To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, boom. thanks, Bill Bradley. To Kill a Mockingbird two coming your way next year. Cinematic adaptation. He's going to oh. reprise the role. He's going to play Atticus Finch this time. Did I was trying to convey because some people haven't uh, read To Kill a Mockingbird, and I was trying to condense the story. I got on quite well, but I can't remember what happens but to Bill Bradley. It's not a sequel. She wrote this book before she wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird, it was basically she had a story where she's grown up, 
goes back to visit her father and recounts the story of To Kill a Mockingbird. So this is and the, then the publisher, Yeah, the publisher is like, that shit. No one will read that. Just write the story of the kid. That's much more interesting. So she was like, okay. So now I think this is like the second part. So Atticus is going to be older and stuff. Um, but did Boo Radley die at the end? Anyway, actor in a sporting role Yeah, is... Robert Duvall, the judge. Ethan Hawke, boyhood. Yeah. Ed Norton, Birdman, Mark Ruffalo, Foxcatcher, J.K. Simmons, Whiplash. I love this category. These are all great. Robert Duvall. That, that's a great lineup, yeah. But it's pretty much confirmed, isn't it, that J.K. Simmons it has, has it that's summed superb. up. That's like superb. Like, I mean, he could arguably be up for best actor. Yeah, right? it's kind of shit on the other guy. Like, the other guy is the lead, but I mean, we don't care about him as a car- as a kind of deep character, but we but Simmons are so much suggested about the way he dresses, the way he moves and everything. That, mm-hmm. was, that was like one of the best performances I've seen in cinema in ages, so. Is his performance a bit like people have kind of said? Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket, drill yeah. sergeant kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, a bit. But uh, I wouldn't mind Ed Norton yeah. winning either. Or... I'm surprised by how good he was. Again, like like Keaton, I was like, geez, where have you been? Like, you're excellent. You know? Yeah, or Ethan Hawke for Boyhood. Well, I'd rather Patricia Arquette. He didn't have a lot to do, I don't know. Um, he didn't have a lot to do but he's a lovely warm presence in the whole thing and does bind it all together and you're kind of rooting for him and do you want to marry Ethan Hawke? I kind of do he's one of my favourites okay um, Etna has a clip for actors we did, we never co- so we're all saying J.K. Simmons yeah, yeah. want and yeah I'm happy I've, yeah um, yes my clip for actress is um, uh, Diane Keaton winning for Annie Hall in 1977 um, but it's it's all about her, like it's and, and um, uh, it doesn't really work as well uh, on just sound as it does with images because um, she's just so bloody cool when she goes up to collect the award. Like the, the whole Annie Hall character started this whole androgynistic wearing suits look, but she takes it one step further. Like she wears an oversized suit jacket with a pink flower in the lapel. She's, she's wearing mad had hair. Yeah, and her hair. She's like it's all pushed forward and she's wearing a kind of silver pleated skirt which is very in at the moment but anyway she's wearing trousers under that and big chunky boots and, and she wears a scarf like she just looks so cool and she seems so lovely and she's so delighted to be up there you couldn't get away with it nowadays so you'd be labelled a nutter or like no I think there's always someone that you know goes a little mm. out there but uh, no it's like one of the best outfits I've ever seen at the Oscars you know alright here's your, here's your speech the winner is Diane Keaton <laughs> It's simply terrific. Naturally, (laughs) I'm very honored to have been nominated with actresses like Jane Fonda and Shirley MacLaine and Anne Bancroft and Marsha Mason. This is um, something. Anyway, Annie Hall was a a wonderful experience for me, and I, um, I just would like to say thanks to Woody and thank you. Thank you very much. Be getting away with thanking Woody Allen. These days, no, no. Oh, boo. I still like him. Anyway, so actors in a leading role. Uh, Marion Cotillard for Two Days, One Night. Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything. Julianne Moore for Still Alice. Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl. And Reese Witherspoon for Wild. Another nice cat. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen Still Alice yet, has anyone? No, no. I don't think it's coming out press here until... No, press screening next couple week. couple of weeks. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah but... So one of these oh, that yeah. it was yeah. actually the first film to kind of leak in the Sony thing. It showed up online in November, and everyone's like, "Oh, by the way, this is because someone's hard drive was hacked at Sony. This is going to lead in." So that sort of started that okay. uh, hack trivia. Uh, I didn't see Two Days One Night. It was Niall Sheeran's favorite film of the year. Oh, I, it was a total like just fine film. Like there was nothing special about it. She's a lovely actress, but um, 
I didn't think that, that's great, not the film for her to be winning an award for you know she's very good in it though and like a whole lot doesn't happen but like it's a good yeah. performance like she has she has to get some people to vote for her not to lose her job I, I loved fun. Rosamund Pike in Gone Girl and I was actually surprised Gone Girl got any nominations because it it's almost too populist or commercial or something yeah. uh, like that. That extreme. Up until American Sniper, I think it was one of the highest grossing, aside from the animated and the visual effects ones, in the in the different um, mm-hmm. categories. Because like, it made a lot of money. Right? But so. um, but she's brilliant in that. Like really super. And like, she came out of nowhere because she was kind of um, she wasn't really a list, was she, Rosamund Pike? Uh, not in Hollywood anyway. And then I think that film kind of made it for. Her. But I haven't seen Still Alice, and I didn't see Wild either. So. Julianne Moore and Stella Alice seems C-Wild. quite Oscar Beatty because she's playing your young early onset Alzheimer's, so which I think oh, the Oscars yeah. kind of love. So that I would want Reese Witherspoon to win for Wild. I think I thought it was brilliant. It'd be her second Oscar. Mm. What was her dun, first? Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. the Johnny Cash bit of music yeah. there now. Walk the line. Um, yeah it does it's one of these categories that again Julianne Moore deserves to have mm-hmm. Oscars I think didn't she win for best supporting for the hours yeah, am I right on that I, I hate she those deserves... ones where like you got nominated loads and eventually will just give you an award like and it's not really for that particular project yeah, yeah. at least Meryl Streep didn't find her way into that that mm-hmm. category though like she usually just puts out something and then ends up in there so um... well, there she is though in best supporting oh actress. Meryl yeah Can we, can we look at Meryl's first ever Oscar win? Because I think this is for Kramer versus Kramer, and it's actually really cool. Um, is that okay? Yep. And the winner is... Meryl Streep in Kramer <laughs> versus Kramer. Holy mackerel. Uh, I'd like to thank Dustin Hoffman and Robert Benton, to whom I owe this. Stanley Jaffe for giving me the chance to play Joanna. And Jane, Alexander, and Justin for the love and support during this very, very delightful experience. Thank you very much. Apparently, Dustin Hoffman slapped Meryl Streep for real. That was always a talking point in Kramer vs. Kramer. That's why she won the Oscar during one of the... I still have never seen Kramer vs. Kramer. Have you? Uh, Yeah. It's good DVD. It's very good. It's um, yeah, it's really really good. The two of them in it are are fantastic. That's what it's all about. So, um, actress in a supporting role: Patricia Arquette for Boyhood, Laura Dern for Wild, Keira Knightley, Not a Hope, The Imitation Game, Emma Stone for Birdman, or Meryl Streep in the Woods. So it's between Meryl, Emma Stone, Laura Dern, and Patricia Arquette. But really, it's between Patricia and Laura, and probably just Patricia. Yeah, she seems to have been winning. snub though, because I think the older voters would favour Laura. I don't know if she's ever won anything before. Did she win? Do you think she was that good in Wild though? Like she. Oh, she's brilliant. This is definitely a weaker category, no. I think Laura and Patricia are good. Yeah, I don't know who else she'd be including. Yeah, Meryl Streep. No, I didn't see into the woods. Not even looking. At least she got nominated though. Has she been nominated before? Atonement. Yeah. Oh right. Um. Okay, so anyone really care? No, Patricia Arquette. It feels like Patricia Arquette, and she, again, on second viewing, is the, the standout thing. Like, she holds the whole thing together. Okay. Did I already say that Ethan Hawke held the whole thing together? No? I'm pretty sure you said everybody holds the whole thing together. Boyhood. Uh, animated feature film, just because it's next on the sheet. Big um, Hero 6. An Irish Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Song of the Sea, and The Tale of Princess Kaigua. 
Kagawa. Cool. Nice. Yeah, they, they kind of good. I just remember writing about this um, at the time because Song of the Sea was kind of an outside chance to get nominated. And they sort of, you know, they had thought there were five definites, including the Lego movie, and the Lego movie just didn't get in. And it made room for two kind of total wildcards, uh, being Song of the Sea and The Tale of the Princess Kaguya, which is another um, foreign, well, it's Japanese and it's not American, um, independent kids film that has that kind of 2D drawing style, like Song of the Sea, whereas the other ones are kind of kids blockbuster ones, uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2. But apparently Jenny. the people who vote for this category, did you say that, sorry, that mm. there it's all artists and stuff, so yeah. I think, I don't know, nobody's thinking Song of the Sea would win, but like if it's by artists, you know. Yeah, but they don't, I mean, everyone gets to vote eventually, but when you're coming up with the shortlist, you're voting within your own category, so that, like, that would have helped to get on the shortlist, but I don't know if it will help it win overall at the moment it's kind of it's it's an outsider i think the favorite is how to train your dragon and uh, the least favorite is the tale of the princess kaguya but song of the sea is kind of second least after that so box trolls is brilliant i'd like to see it when it's absolutely terrifying it's really old school kids film in the fact that you'd be very scared of it yeah i don't think that's likely i think it is how to train your dragon too i would love song of the sea to win isn't it a weird juxtaposition of like you know we'll spend 90 million and t- three years of animating with 300 for people. like yeah lots and lots of people like how to train your dragon 2 the amount of work mm. that goes into that and then like a small scale feature like i know song see they wouldn't well no i think they would they're, pitch it as small. Kilkenny, they're in kilkenny cartoon saloon and like for the size of them they're super savvy like when they got in they got a nomination for their last feature um secret of kells and they didn't expect to get that you know that that was a real real surprise to them but then they kind of learned the tricks of the trade and so this time they went around they met people in the academy they did screenings for academy members they did q and a to get the nomination they played the game yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, which is exactly what you need to do you know um and like for them like i mean i hope they win and i hate that irish attitude of oh sure that'll do but for them being small coming from outside even to have a nomination is great anything yeah and it's brilliant ireland has always had this great thing over the last couple of years with with animation and shorts kind of and, crept in, and it's, so. it's on release at the moment in the states and every week it's um growing in screen numbers and box ups taken so cool so i think we have a very clear want to win mm. but uh yeah i think how to train your we'll dragon win. Is gonna how to train your dragon 2 is fine but um it's not mm-hmm. really going to set the world alight any other categories you want to get stuck in on in view uh, let's tackle a foreign language film. Oh. Uh, Just because you love Ida and you want to talk about that? Well, I think actually Leviathan is going to win. But which do you want to win? Uh, Leviathan, actually, I think. Oh, okay. in I probably I think I rated Ida higher at the time, but Leviathan is much more... It's kind of saying a lot more. The two of them are very heavy, like Ida's about... Holocaust survivors and Leviathan is about the rife corruption that's going on in Russia at the moment. The then other, the other three are Tangerines, which is from Estonia. Timbuktu, which is uh, in Mali. Mauri- where? No, Mauritania. No. All right, sorry, Mali. I said sorry. And um, then Wild Tales from Argentina. Argentina. Um, but you haven't seen the other three. Did you see it's Leviathan? The yes. I haven't no. seen any of those, so. No, not yet. Okay. It's been in top of the watch list. But this could be to... where I'm going to win the Oscars well, this year. Well, you could share all your thing. I do think, I loved, we, we saw Ida together, as we've mentioned lots, but it's also in cinematography, which is hilarious. Like, because first time cinematographer, it's 4-3, it's black and white, and it is gorgeous. It's, it's brilliant. But yeah. it could well, like, just to jump over to cinematography, like, Birdman... Um, um, what do they call him Chicho Lubeski is in there Grand Budapest Hotel Mr. Turner and Unbroken 
Haven't seen Unbroken, but it's Roger Deakins who's been nominated zillions of times. But that's a strong category. But Ida is the kind of it's a bit of a wild card in there. So for it to get in there in both, it's pretty cool. But apparently, I'd love to see it uh, win cinematography as a bit of a screw you. Uh, my boss, who was called Ida, was telling me an interesting fact about Leviathan that it's. I think it's the first time Russia put forward another film. They didn't put forward Leviathan, mm-hmm. and the Academy said no and picked Leviathan over that. So I think so that's that can happen. They think yeah, that mm. it's going to win because it's just going to be like a two fingers to Russia. Ireland put forward um, a foreign language film this year for the third time ever. Um, on Bruntonus. Yeah, on Bruntonus. Yeah, um, and but the only the only one, the other ones they ever put out was Kings. Uh, which ah, we remember with Paul Meany and then the other one was I'm Not There or was that um, what was it called uh, Juanita Wilson's one and it was Ireland foreign language but actually it was set in Serbia so the foreign language wasn't Irish but it was made in Ireland and it was a foreign language okay. as if I am not there that's what it was called as if I am not there very good Yeah. I'm not there is a Bob Dylan film that's my only trivia for the evening um, music We've got Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Interstellar, Mr. Turner, and The Theory of Everything. I wouldn't mind Interstellar to win that. Is this the one where Alexandre Desplat? Yeah, yeah he's up for the Imitation game. game. But he's also in there for... Uh, and Grand Budapest. And the Grand yeah. Budapest Hotel. Oh, fantastic. I didn't know he that. could be the new John Williams, where you just kind of get yeah, two and three. But yeah. speaking yeah. of being nominated twice, uh, the other clip I picked was um, Al Pacino, uh, his win for Central Woman. And that year he was nominated for Best Actor for Central Woman, but he was also up for Best Supporting Actor for Glengarry Glen Ross. Um, and that was in the same year. Yeah, the same year, nineteen ninety three. So by the time they got to actor, when he won, like his kind of the opening of his speech is, you know, you've broken my streak or whatever, because he had been nominated eight times and then he won, and he's never been nominated since. So uh, that was his word. But what I love about that, it's not so much the speech; it's the fact that he won. He beat Robert Downey Jr. for Chaplin. He beat Clint Eastwood, Unforgiven. Um, and who else did he beat? Uh, Morgan Freeman maybe no yeah. Denzel beat Denzel Washington as well oh thanks for making me seem like a racist yeah well I, I know one black speak person for yourself yeah Denzel and uh, oh yeah and then our own Stephen Ray who was up for the crying game and looks very glum as always when the camera pans to him when they're looking at the nominees reaction but, shots what I love is Al Pacino talking about it like I love Scent for Woman but it is a preposterous film like hoo-ha and such like melodrama and he, but he talks about it like it's the most cinematic speeches though yeah it's like one of the most serious films that has ever been made and he's thanking the writer and the director and just in hindsight it seems so ridiculous that he would take it so seriously Um, but I just think it's gas that he won for that right now recently a young girl came up to me uh I was at a function for the South Bronx, which is where I'm from, and uh, she said that I had encouraged her, and that's not necessarily by my work, but just by the fact that uh, we came from the same place. And uh, I just can't forget that girl, Uh, and I can't forget the kids out there who may be thinking tonight uh, that if he can do it, I can do it. So uh, this is really a proud, and hopeful moment for me because uh, I want to thank the Academy for giving us a gift of encouragement. And this is a gift, a great gift to me. I thank you all, really. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, just we were talking about when the clip was on, um, 
that like that's the film he won for but actually like he was the films he was nominated for before even that year Glengarry Glen Ross were so much better The Godfather and Serpico Serpico's like maybe his best performance and yet he got it for um, for Scent of Woman I remember when I saw Dog Day Off after noon my mind was blown by it he was was, all, which he was also nominated for yeah, yeah I was quite young and when the big reveal happens I was like what yeah. Anyway, has no music though. They couldn't afford me. No, they. Um, I just like that I got to be a guest on this podcast, so I would get Al Pacino in. This is great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Kieran. Will do a quick, <laughs> a quick, um, a quick mention for the old screenwriters. So adapted versus original, as always. So adapted, we have American Sniper, boo, imitation game. Inherent Vice, that'd be brilliant. Paul Thomas the Anderson. The adapted, sorry, the American Sniper Kids the trial adapted. is on right now. Yeah. Which is funny. It's the on Theory the of Everything and Whiplash. Yeah. So what was, Whiplash was a book as well, was it? Written by Damien Chazelle. Oh, it was, yeah, that's right. It was like a semi-true life experience. And he directed it as well? He's like, he's only 28 or something, 29. He's very young. Only kid. Um, I hope Inherent Vice wins that. I don't know. I haven't looked at the odds or what's favorited or anything. Have um, you seen Inherent Vice? Thanks for just yeah. declaring your ignorance. That's really yeah. great. Classic. Yeah, yeah it's grand. Did you, see? you didn't like it? That's fine. It's oh. silly. No, it's enjoyable enough, but it's silly. Like. Poor, poor. <sighs> it is silly. It's self-indulgent. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it's grand. It makes perfect sense. What do you it mean? It doesn't make perfect no, sense. What? Do, you haven't seen it yeah, quite, no, you. everyone says it's like it takes pride. There's lots of... Okay, it does, okay, make, sense. It does, does it make, sense make sense in terms of A to B to C. But, like, there's a lot of stuff that just sub-strands that are a little bit silly. Nigel's very stupid and doesn't get no, stuff. No, I don't like Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, okay. This has been well documented for a long time. Didn't like There Will Be Blood? That was grand. Like, that was cool. Like, and it looked great. But and the but end of There Will Be Blood gets preposterous. Gets really silly. And That's then, amazing. And then, no, it goes too far. And then then it's like, that was the point where, where uh, Paul Thomas Anderson cracked or something. Because the end is ridiculous. Then after that, the master is ludicrous. And I haven't seen this. The master's uh, master's it's even like, more ludicrous. The music's incredible ludicrous. and it looks amazing. So it is... I'm, I'd give it like you know the four the three and a half like because but just in terms of how he structures his films I don't think you could print off that script send it to someone and say check this out and you give feedback of like yeah it's perfect it's such a great story uh, so result- script there was also a thing over just reading there um, of Whiplash as a um, uh, as an adapted screenplay because the Screenwriters Guild declared it an original screenplay so I don't think it has a chance because they've been debating if it's actually been in the right on. category. So Barry Norman had a brilliant um, quote during the week. He he writes a column for the Radio Times, but he also had film whatever for like fifty years, where the people who vote decide who wins the Oscars are basically the old people's help. You know, they're carers and stuff because they're actually the people How who... How old do you think? Do you think there's good retirement Gavard age is about 70 or yeah, something. Yeah, but people Nigel are still said, lucid. Like, yeah, but he's um, kind of making a joke. So I am going to say the imitation game because it's not going to win anything else, I don't think. Maybe it and maybe in score because it's going to miss out on actor and picture and director. And it is a big scale film, so I'm going to say Imitation Game. I, I think it's really, I don't know how you can even guess, like, genuinely in a category where you haven't read the books, because, like, how do you know how That's well true. it's been adapted? Oh, right. And, like, but I wonder, people that vote, oh, they're mean, not reading the books, no. are they? Like, so I think the category's a bit of a joke. Yeah, are you, award- <laughs> well, but are you awarding how well it was adapted or how well it just 
well, because, on well, if it's not a, if it's not even slightly about how well it's adapted, then why isn't it just the one category for best yeah. screenplay? Well, you know? raise the overall thing that they're like, different skills to adapt into yeah. writing. And like the fact that random punters vote for best editing when they're not editors, like how are they rating that sort of thing? You know, so so yeah. So what are you saying is going to win? You're not. Well, I'm win. saying it's ridiculous, Stephen. It's ridiculous. Okay. Ethel's so. uh, sitting on a. That could be the clincher on the fence. Date, yeah, she's going to withdraw. Brilliant. Uh, writing. 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 Original, writing. Writing. Original writing. Original writing. Original writing nominated is Birdman, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, Grand Budapest Hotel, and Nightcrawler. In Nightcrawler? Yeah, weird actually, isn't it? That's In terms that. of writing, like what is Boyhood doing getting nominated for a best script? I mean, come yeah, on. That's a I, I'd love Grand Budapest to win that. Category. If Boyhood wins this, then you know it's going to lose to Everything. Birdman yeah, later yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and Night vice crawler. versa if Birdman wins. A lot of people loved Nightcrawler yeah. and were destroyed that didn't get any nods for actors or scenes. Yeah, this is out, yeah. Wes Anderson's to lose for for definite. Yeah, I think I think they love to give him this is like Tarantino got it last year. Like, I mean Foxcatcher, the dialogue in Foxcatcher is ridiculous. Did you catch the fox, mother? Like I trained <laughs> so much of the dialogue. How was it even nominated? God, I hate and Fifty that. Shades of Grey isn't in there in screen. Oh, it wouldn't no, have been out well, to get been, the screenplay. It should have been an adapted. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. have been in there in time. Next year, maybe though. No, I think so. I think you saw it over yeah, the weekend. Yeah, I did. Superbly adapted. No, um, I yeah, I did, and uh, it was very boring and not at all titillating. And I haven't read the book, but one only hopes that there's more sex in the book. Um, or you'd have a lot of disappointed readers there's very little sex in the film an awful lot of talking and crying and he's the worst dominant I've ever seen she's in charge the whole way through it's my review don't go boom thanks alright um, I think we've talked enough Like it's been really rambly we did this one without so the Oscars are on yeah, Sunday they're on a Sunday enjoy hope live. you listen Bye. thanks very much to Ethel Shortall um, and Pork as always and I'm Agile Cheerio <laughs> here's Bob Dylan winning an Oscar for Things Have Changed back in 2001 we all love him for uh, what was Wonder that? Boys And the Oscar goes to Bob Dylan for Things Have Changed in Wonder Boys. Uh, I've got to thank um, Curtis Hansen for uh, encouraging me to do this song and everybody at Paramount, Sherry Lansing and Jonathan Dolgen, but especially Curtis who just kept at it and, uh, and said this song was right and just encouraged me to do it so much and I'm so glad I did. Uh, everybody at Columbia Records, uh, record, my record company who supports me all through these years, uh, Tommy Matola. Donnie Einer, Larry Jenkins, uh, Will Botwin, John Agracias, everybody like that up there. I want to say hello to my, all my family and friends out there watching. Um, uh, and I want to thank the members of the Academy who, who um, were bold enough to, uh, to, to give me this award for this song, which uh, obviously a, a, a song that doesn't pussyfoot around or turn a blind eye to human nature. And um, God bless you all with peace, tranquility, and goodwill. Thanks.